to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. Social media is hard, but trying to do social media as somebody else is impossible. Do you struggle with imposter syndrome? Do you hate seeing yourself on camera? Are you unsure of what platform to be on and how often to show up there? Well, join the club. On every episode, you'll hear a real life person talk about their successes and struggles on social media, how they overcame their own insecurities, and they'll give practical insight for you to apply today. So if you're ready, let's start the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And today, today you're in for a treat because we're going to go a unique direction than someone might anticipate the Social Media Mindset Podcast going because I am joined today by uh, a man that I truly call a friend. He is just an epic um, encourager. Like it's impossible to not smile when you're around this guy. It's impossible to not feel good about yourself when you're around this guy. He somehow has found a way to know and be friends with everyone that's ever mattered on the planet. And all of those people love him back. You have, Jimmy, you have an epic podcast. It's it literally, guys, I was, and y'all don't judge me when I say this, but I was driving to the casino the other night to go play some slots. And I was listening to you and Val's podcast on your podcast, the Get It Done podcast. And bro, I was laughing out loud. I was laughing out loud. And and, and so your ability to just pull the absolute best out of people is unbelievable. And, and so guys, settle in, buckle up, get your popcorn ready for one of my great friends, Jimmy Ryan. Jimmy. Bro, welcome to the show. My brother, what an excellent intro. Wow, I've never been intro like that before. That sounds that sounds pretty cool. I like to I like to be that guy that you're 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 talking about. And brother, I'm 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 honored that you would have me on the show. Uh, Absolutely. I'm a, a longtime fan of yours. You know that we're bros. Yeah. Yep. But um, but it's cool to finally finally get on here. And uh, I'm really hoping that we can help, you know, change some some lives and help some people out. And and bro, like I'm pumped. Let's do it. And and so, dude, we are going to do that because that's who you are. And and guys, here's what's going to be unique about this episode. You, we may not even technically talk about social media in this episode, but we're going to talk about something that's much deeper that will have an impact, not just in your social media, but in your marriage, in the way you love your kids, in the way you treat other people, in the way you look at a stranger standing on the corner when you're pulled up at the light. Like this is going to make an eternal impact in your life. And guys, here's why. Because in Jimmy's podcast, when you when you go, go download the Get It Done podcast. And, and what Jimmy does is he doesn't just bring people on and, and ask them about their lives. There's tons of podcasts that do that, right? What he does is he prides himself on asking questions that he can practically guarantee that no one's ever asked you. And, and so people can get flustered on his show. People cannot really know what to say because you didn't have a chance to rehearse that answer. And it's just, bro, you, you have such an unbelievable way to get deep with people. And the question that I wanted to just dig into on this episode is in a world that is full of so much selfishness, 
why do you care so much about digging deep with people? Well, I think because it matters. I think it, it, it just to just to take a answer at it right away. It just it does matter. It matters where people came from. I think that it matters greatly. I think it matters more so where people came from and their come up story than more so their success story. Or I think that that's where the inspiration is truly. And these are conversations truly that I have with people anyway. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, something about me that I've had to learn about myself is that I just go straight deep right away. I, I, I yeah. genuinely have no fear of asking a question and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable like right away. I, I'm okay being super vulnerable talking about things that I struggle with or yeah. failures that I've had. And I think that that allows other people to reciprocate and, and, and to give it back. But to your question of like, why does it matter? Why do you care so much about it? Well, I genuinely love the people that I interview. Like, I don't just randomly like pick people. I mean, <laughs> friends with everybody. I mean, that's probably an overstatement, but like, I don't I know. Mean, I don't I mean, think it is. Well, I mean, here, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of people that I don't know in the industry, but also there's, it's a huge industry. There's plenty of people that I don't know, but like Dave Savage, for instance, um, I've, I, I interviewed him and, and just he has such an epic story. And like I just I related to him so much. And, you know, a lot of his story was, you know, 80 ADHD in third grade and hiding his Ritalin pill and us talking about stuff. And I, so and I asked him the question because I, I I literally would hide my Ritalin pill as a kid, too, because me and him have cut from the same cloth. We're going 10 directions at once. But. I asked him, I was like, you know, do you think that the label is particularly helpful to call people to, to say that people have, you know, ADD or whatever? And I totally thought that he was going to be like, yeah, I do think that that's bad and we shouldn't say that. And he literally completely like he gave me a meme type quote. And it's I think any adversity that you overcome is good for you. Mm. And I just like I remember like it was yesterday and I, I literally have a chill just saying that um, I think that it's in someone's come up story in their, you know, birth to grade school, grade school, to high school, high school, to college. And just like that area, when you're talking about it, 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 it pretty much sets you up to give and deliver an excellent quote or an excellent story. Or it was because of this that I learned that. And because of that, I went on to do this. And it, that to me is where it's all at. And yeah. And, and these are conversations that I would have with, 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 as a mortgage loan officer, I would meet with real estate agents to, to build a referral network. And, yeah. and these, these would be basically my interview process is very similar to the way that I would have a conversation with yeah. a business partner. I'm getting to know somebody, I'm figuring out if we're going to, you know, uh, jive and do, do business well with each other. But I care because I want, I genuinely want to know. I, I think that it's, I think it's just in my DNA. Um, is, actually, is there, is there something specific, you know, cause you, you quoted, you know, you quoted Renee Rodriguez on your episode with Val that I listened to last week, right. Where, where Renee talks about, you know, you're, you're either fighting to heal something from your past or, you know, you're honoring something from your past. When you think about your ability to like care deeply for people and ask very intentional questions, is is that because 
of something you're celebrating in your past or is it because your your early upbringing was the opposite of that where you wished people cared more right like what spurs you to care so deeply i love how you set me up for that because I, I was actually i was, I was just thinking i'm gonna go i'm, I'm probably gonna go there on this podcast we're, we're gonna go there so for me it's really healing it's a lot of healing and I remember when I was young, um, my parents got divorced when I was about five and I ended up, I, I, I got to see my dad every other weekend until I was about eight and I didn't see him again until I was um, an adult. Wow. And I'll never forget. I was on the way to my mother remarried and got pregnant. And, uh, went, we were driving to the hospital. It was my stepdad driving passenger seat was open, uh, for my mom to get in. I was in back passenger seat, my brother in the middle, little brother in the middle seat, and my older stepbrother in the, in the, uh, driver, uh, rear. And I can literally remember this. Like it was yesterday. I was eight years old. I said, another Ryan is going to be born today. And my mother, of course, remarried. That wasn't my stepdad's last name. Right. My stepdad's driving. I'm literally saying this eight-year-old kid. Yeah, no, the Ryan's going to be born. And my older stepbrother just like right away blurred out, like, like laughing hysterically, like, <laughs> what? And I looked at him like, I'm, I'm like what do you, what, 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 what's so funny? My, bro- my little brother was looking at him like, yeah, that seemed legit. Yeah, now the Ryan's going to be born because what does he know? And my dad, stepdad, turns around, kind of chuckles. He says, no, Jimmy, uh, Ryan isn't going to be born today. This is going to be a, and then in his last name. And I don't know what the conversation was afterwards, but how it affected me was I felt like I didn't belong, Kyle. And I felt a, I felt in a way that I wasn't mature enough to handle. So I I couldn't process that feeling. Like I couldn't process that emotion of, of, of not belonging. So what I would do as a kid, I would just act out in different ways. And, 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 um, we were talking about Roland before we, we hit record a uh, mutual friend of ours. And, and, and he, he kind of struggles with this too, but it's, it's basically like, I'm going to make you notice me. I'm going to make you, I'm going to make myself belong. Yeah. And it wasn't truly until later on in my life, like in my thirties that I was super successful in mortgage, making tons of money, have all the stuff, all the things that I want, all of the you know, I checked all the boxes, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't fulfilled. And the reason why was because I didn't get any sort of, I guess, appreciation from my dad. I didn't get any acknowledgement from my dad, but the time has come and gone. Like it's, we're literally talking 30 years later. And what I had to do was I, I came to a point of just depression through success and what I had to do was go back to the moment in my mind. And I mean, super emotional, like, like I was just bawling, crying. Yeah. And 
that in you and I are both believers. We believe Jesus Christ died for our sins. And I believe in yep. Jesus's truth. And I had to take Jesus back to the memory and literally put myself in the back seat again, go through all the, all the talk and, you know, okay, you know, Hey, Ryan's going to be born today. Brother laughs, other brothers confused. Stepdad says, you know, yeah, you're no, Ryan's not going to be born today. And then I open my mouth to start talking and Jesus steps in, pushes me to the side, like, Jimmy, no, I got this. And he, and he turns my stepdad and he says, Jim, his name was Jim also. This boy's eight years old. How the hell is he supposed to know that you're of, of all your messed up craziness, of all your drama? And he actually said it like this. Do we have an E? Do we have an E on this? Is this explicit? This, yeah. Jesus yeah. talks to me on the real. So like he, he said, <laughs> he said, Jim, how the fuck is this eight-year-old boy supposed to know about all of your bullshit? I was trying to edit it in my mind, but Man. like, there's just no way it's coming out any way different. Jesus and just getting it, real. It, it, Jesus just got real with me. So like, but, but here's the thing though. I believe that Jesus is truth. And because of that, I was able to go back to that, put some truth on it. And the deeper part of it is, is that I did belong. Yeah. <clears throat> I did fit in. I did matter, but I didn't feel that I mattered. I didn't feel that I belonged. And it, this was some, this was an emotion, a feeling that I felt that I swept under the rug. I, I dug a hole, I buried it in there. And then I forgot where I buried it. I had to yeah. find it, unbury it, open it up and heal. And, and, well, and man, that was, I mean, that, huge when I did that. And I think because I went through that process of figuring out what my actual hurts are and what, because here, like as men, as, as guys, as business people, we're a lot of times super cocky and macho. And like, we don't want to share all of our, all of our, yeah. oh, my, I didn't see my dad enough as a kid, but really though, I didn't. Yeah. And it screwed me up. And it makes me be a more intentional father. It makes me want to be there and be present for my, my son, who's spitting image of me runs around needs, probably needs Ritalin too, you know, but we're not going to give it to him. <laughs> but, but like, but like that, it, it makes you better. And I think because of my deep hurt in that area, yeah, it makes me care so much about where someone comes from. It's important to me to yeah. get deep down into that issue and see what it is that actually makes you tick. So, well, and so this is why this is why I wanted to go down this this route for this for this episode because everything you've said to me fits into the two issues that people have with social on social media. One, there's a lot of people that because they haven't felt belonging in their life, they don't feel like they're worth anything on social. Right? Who cares what I think? Nobody's going to watch my videos. Right. So, so there's that whole, whole aspect, but right. then there's the whole other aspect of coming into understanding that your story is a lot of people's story, right? A lot of people feel like there was love left off the table for them at an early age. That was not fair. That did was not deserving, but it is what it is. And so what you and I, I think, I think, well, shoot, I'd love to, I think I'm on your level at this is like, 
we know that loving people not only is the right thing to do, but it's also the greatest way for them to remember who we are, right? There's people from your podcast that like, there's probably like, there's probably moments where like a Dave or, you know, any of the big people that you've had on your show, like they probably go on other shows and have moments of like, this wasn't as good as Jimmy's, you know, like, man, I'll never forget that one question that Jimmy asked, you know, asked me because it got me to, to say something I've never said publicly ever to anyone, which is probably what a lot of your guests say to you after y'all stop record. Right. Right. And, and so guys listening to this, right. Jimmy isn't sharing his heart so that you'll feel sorry for him and that you're crying in your car. Right. This is all about, look at what you're missing by just sharing your closing photos on social media. Right. Look at what you're missing by just touring houses and showcasing just lists, you know, there's opportunity to be deeper with people. And, and this is how you do it. You're doing it through a podcast, but, but anybody can do this. And so what, what I want to, what I want to dig into Jimmy is like you, you have literally asked people thousands and thousands of questions. And so what are, what, what would you say to the listeners? Like if, if there's listeners that are like, you know, I just don't feel like I know the right questions to ask. What are some of your favorite questions to just get a little bit deeper with people? Brother, I think that, I think it's just, I think part of it is my personality. I genuinely like, I see the soft spot and I go if that makes sense. I, I, the question that we don't want to ask is generally the one we should, because that's going to lead you down the path towards the story that you want to hear. Right. And I I mean, in my background in mortgage loan origination, as I started out calling leads and I would legit have to just call people out on their BS all the time. So, I mean like, but, but by the end of it, after you have 10,000 hellos, and I've literally had 10,000 hellos with leads. Sure. And, and I used to love it. I mean, I used to be crazy with it, but, um, I, y- 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 you begin to like the conversation is boring. I know every possible way that this conversation can go, but you, I, I was very good at identifying. I, I became very good at identifying here. What's the issue here? Let's figure out the problem and then go in and, and attack it. And I think because of that, I have just like a sixth sense for where to go. But as far as like what questions to ask, yeah, I think that it really comes down to Kyle, the, the setup to it. I think the setup is almost, is almost as important as the question that you ask. If you've already talked about someone's childhood, we're talking about family. We're talking about non-businessy stuff, but then once we bring, bring people to their current life, and ask a, Hey, was there ever a time you felt like giving up? And if you just come right out and say, Hey, Kyle, was there ever a time you felt like giving up? I mean, you're not going to get the best answer. Yeah. If if, 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 unless you set it up with 30 minutes prior talking about their whole life right? and where they came from, it allows them to almost kind of put it into sequence of, yeah, there was some times here that I did. And then to tell a story and connect the dots. Um, and I have no particular favorite question. I, I like, I, I asked the same four questions at the end of, um, of, of, of every interview, 
Uh, one is, was there every time you felt like giving up? Um, if you were to do it all over again, what would you change? Gosh, now I'm forgetting. I always forget my questions when I'm put on the spot. I literally I have it right here. Um, was it, do you feel like you ever had a big break? And then what advice would you give to someone looking to get it done? I actually, so, okay. The last question is, was, is there advice you'd give to somebody looking to get it done? That question, if you actually just have no frame to it. So like, if you just ask, is there any advice you'd give somebody to want to get it done? It's so like, it's stupid. It's honestly it's a stupid <laughs> question. It's, it, yeah. it's, it, it's terrible. But if you frame it up with, to the person that's um, like Val, for instance, gosh, I forget what, what card she drive. What, what, what was it? Bay Breeze. Bay Breeze. Yes. Bay Breeze. So to the person driving Bay Breeze around to the person that's, you know, getting into college, but doesn't want to go to the person that's doing this to the person that's doing that all pieces of their life. What advice would you give to someone looking to get it done? All of a sudden, it's a different question. All of a sudden, it's something where like, okay, I can go deep. So I think that the framing to asking the question is more important than the question. Because again, what advice would you give to somebody? That's a dumb question. It really is. Right. right. So, so I don't know but if I'm necessarily answering your you, question. There, no, but you I, are. And so I think, so one, we, we do need to, in, in just a second, let's dig a little bit deeper into like framing, right? And, and how we actually do that. Um, because yes, we can't just like, pull out, you know, uh, a weapon that's filled with questions and just berate someone with it and be like, did you see how deep I just went? Are you proud of me for going really deep? Right. (laughs) Um, because now you're just a weirdo. Um, but like you do also ask questions that maybe you probably don't call these deep questions, but they're your setup questions to get permission to go deep with people. Right. Like what was your first car? Yeah. Right. That's such a basic question. But man, you want to get people grinning and going back down memory lane, ask them what their first car was. And, and imagine if you're a realtor or LO and like, what if you said, you know what? Like when I'm on a sales call with somebody, I'm going to in the middle of the sales call, I'm going to even call myself out for being random, but I'm going to go, Hey, sorry, Jimmy, real quick, before we keep talking about numbers, man, I just got to know what was your first car? Dude. That's a a soft enough question that like, nobody's going to be like, that's weird. I'm not answering that. No, everyone's going to answer that. And everyone's going to have a story. And and then you can be like, dude, thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. Now we can get back into the numbers and they're going to remember you as the guy that like allowed you to remember your first car. A couple of things with that. So like, first, like I remember some people's first car, like Ryan Grant's was a 1965 Mustang for instance, that's so stupid to remember that, but like, I know the story to it also. Sure. Yeah. And, and we're mentioning Renee a lot and it, it, I believe he teaches this in Amplify, but it's, it, you start at surface level and then you dig deeper and then you dig yeah. deeper and then you dig deeper. And all of a sudden you're, you're, you're super deep with somebody. And I think that, I think that in doing that, it allows people to go, it allows people to go there man, I, I feel like, cause here, some people I've literally gone straight deep with like right away. I, I remember Sarah Middleton for, for instance, sure. um, big wig over at fairway. Um, she was like literally crying within like the first, like five, 10 minutes of, of everything. And I think we went like an hour 40, like it was a super long, podcast. it was super Damn. long. 
Come and, on. But here she's telling me about a story about how her, she lost her daughter, like to, like like her daughter died and like went through depression and, and, yeah. and terrible things. And like and I dug a little bit. I kept on going deeper. I I, I, I can sense the comfort part and I, I, I can call it out and I could be like, look, I, if this is too much, let me know. But like, I have to ask, what'd you do next? You know, and I mean, yeah, I think I'm genuinely interested. And I think that's what we have to be if. If, if, if you're a real estate agent or you're a mortgage loan officer, like, are you just doing this for money? Are you just doing this for a closed loan? Or are you actually trying to build a relationship? I think that question matters. I think if yeah, you're man. literally just meeting with somebody to get money from them or get a transaction out of them, I think that's wrong. And I, I genuinely could afford to be a little bit more transactional in a lot of cases. But Sure, me too. But, 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 but what you said is perfect. Because it, it would serve people so well to, I think of three questions. One is when you talk about asking Sarah, like, I just have to ask this, like, what'd you do next? I think that's a great question that can fit pretty much any situation with someone as we're trying to be an active listener. Also, another question is, how did that make you feel? Yes. Is great another question. very simple question that can really peel back the layers. And then the, to me, the easiest question which we ask, at least I ask the least, is literally, why? Right. Like, you know, before we hit record on this episode, you were talking about how you want to get more into coaching. I should have literally said nothing other than why. Why? Wow. Let's answer it now. All I right. want to help people that are, that have a hole that they buried that they need to uncover and heal. Wow. Wow. And that was, that was epic right there. That was great. So, I mean, but <laughs> why, but why? Because I don't want people to have the, that same empty hole that I had or have, I want to help. I, I'm, I'm looking to heal that. Like that's literally like my why for, and I've had to figure this out too. You know, it's just, it's not something that like, you're not born and then given your why you, you kind of have to figure it out. But if I can help somebody for maybe not burn the candle on both ends, maybe not just going after all the money, making all the, doing all the transactions, doing all the deals, meeting all the realtors, doing all the stuff and, and then feel empty inside at the end. If I can save someone from that, even just one person, I think like that fills me up. That makes me feel good. It makes me yeah. feel alive. And I guess I just don't want to get to the end of my life and not help one person avoid that or not helped one person realize that they're in that. And, and, and all of that just came out of your mouth. I know. Right. I was, said the word why two times. I know you did. That was really good. I, right. That's you like, didn't that's, ask that. Why? Right. I, I agree. The, that's what I want. Like everybody listening to understand is like, you don't have to like, you don't have to be smarter than people to know good questions. No, like you really just have to have a genuine curiosity to want to know more. Right. Right. Like right. that's, that's what makes good podcast hosts, good podcast hosts, because there's no motive to why their guest is there. They're just genuinely curious to see where the conversation mm. goes and, and to want to know their story. And, and I, I think, man, like the world is going to change when our industry becomes curious enough about the people they serve to start asking why. And don't you want to be a part of that? 
You know what I 100%. mean? One hundred percent. I mean, that's just that. That's I think you need to ask yourself why, too. Yeah. Are you just doing this to put more people into debt? Are you celebrating how many how how, how much debt you've put people in, or are you celebrating how how you've helped the family? Are you celebrating? you know, this person who had bad credit, went through their divorce, they came to you, you helped them fix their credit. And, and then they bought their first house and then their second and their third. And actually that was one of my very first interviews it was literally a, a client that I helped from like shambles to, I, she, she now owns a, a bakery and she owns, I think like three or four locations now, like totally wow. took off. And I got to be there in the part of her life where like, she needed help. I could help her. And I did. And here I am telling you about it right now. I, I've forgotten a thousand transactions, you know, like, sure. but, but that one I remember. So, so let I, me, I, let me go back to that one. All right. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of the, a lot of our listeners, they, they probably haven't done like interviews on video yet. Oh God. So, can I tell you that too? I have to tell you this, sure. that one, that was my very first interview. So I started a podcast because I talked to Phil Treadwell for 30 minutes. And I was like, what? Phil Treadwell? Oh, yeah. Phil Treadwell, name drop. He's like, hey, if you ever heard my podcast, here's all my numbers. And he's showing me all those numbers that I I don't know anything about it. Like, yeah, that's great, dude. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you know who Gary Vee is? (laughs) I was like, yeah, get out of here. Of course, I know who Gary Vee is. Oh, yeah. I just had him on last week or whatever it is, you know? And it's just like, anyway, just, okay, well, I think I'm going to start a podcast. So, anyway, I started. I didn't know what I was going to do. I literally started I, I my very first episode. I had to like have a cocktail or two to just like get 15 minutes of content. Shut the up. heck up, dude. I swear I did. And it was oh actually just, gosh. it's just my story. I started going. Yeah, I, I love it. Stop. And, but my, my episode three is an interview with Jennifer Batanzas. That's the customer that I'm ta- telling you about. She, this is what we did. I took my iPhone. Where is it? Well, wherever it is. I went to her bakery opened up audio or voice voice memo and i literally hit record wow no microphones no anything you can hear people like literally buying croissants in her in her bakery (laughs) and but it was her it was literally her entire come up story that i had known her for a very long time i thought i i genuinely would have said like i know pretty much everything about her their entire families worked with me for mortgage loans um like everything and like I couldn't believe how much I didn't know. And that it, every single one of my questions comes from that interview. And I literally just asked it off the cuff. And, wow. but, but, but this is something that I think that you talk about this a lot with other guests that you've had on is that a lot of people are just afraid of doing something or starting. Yeah. And um, my good friend, um, Steve Kyle says this, anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Just get started. Boy, you couldn't have done it worse than me. <laughs> Come on. I'm just saying, but I mean, it wasn't even that bad. But I mean, like, I, I also I'm I'm hypercritical of myself. I want it to be perfect and the best and whatever. That's just a complex I have to work through. But every single one I grew from, I got better. I got better. I got better. And then all of a sudden, I'm having like I had Steve Jacobson on, for instance, CEO of Fairway. I'm one of two people to have ever interviewed him, and the other person's a New York Times bestselling author who also used to coach Nick Saban. You know, like whoa. Like, yeah, right. And, and so, and I had him on too. That's uh, Andy Andrews. Anyway, you got to you got to build it from somewhere, and and you just you got to get started. So, um, it, and I guess here's another thing: if because I genuinely want to help people, if you're listening to this and you think, hey, you know, I, I want to get started, I just don't know how. 
I'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah. And no strings attached. Like I, this is, this is fun to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we'll put it, um, you get me like a link to your Calendly or whatever, and That's we'll cool. put we'll it in that. the show notes. That'd be perfect. You know, so, so if you're listening right now, go down, go look down in the show notes and go book time with Jimmy because Jimmy, here's what I think, man, if, if there's, if, if there's one superpower that we have, which it even makes me feel douchey to even say that I have a superpower, but whatever my people know that that's cliche warning. Got it. But I, I think what you and I have in common in the ability to do great interviews is we genuinely care about the people more than we care about looking stupid. Which is why you turned on your recorder on your iPhone in the middle of a bakery and just smacked it down on the, on the glass. And we're like, let's go. We're just going to huddle over this phone and we're going to just talk into it. Right? Like, is that the right way to do it? Probably not, but it's the only way you knew to actually go through with it. Right. And, you know, I had a friend this morning compliment me of like, bro, I was looking back like over the years at your videos and just watching like your improvement, both in the way you speak and the way it looks and the editing and, and like, but he's like, man, it's, it's impressive. Why? Because back in the day when I sucked, I still knew, man, even me sucking at this, I still think there's something there for me to be able to help somebody. And right. so it's worth it to me. I'm very comfortable acting the fool, I guess. I'm very comfortable b- b- sounding like an idiot. Like I, I just, yeah, I'm going to try and help somebody. And if I come across, if I come across not the right way, well, whatever, I'm going to try my best to, I guess, soften it up, look good, throw on a little sport coat, you know, Dude, but, you and your, you and your sports coats, but, but also dude, like we were hat. talking about this before. This is me. Like I feel comfortable like this. Yeah. Like, this is how I dress. I like, I genuinely dress like this and you genuinely dress like that. Be you because yeah. nobody else is going to be you. Yep. And, you know, actually, I, I, I just I interviewed Danny Haranyi and he I think, he, man, I'm going to butcher his quote, but he basically said something like this. It's like you don't want to wake up when you're 60. Not basically regretting, not taking, not not being that someone that you should have been, but you definitely don't want to wake up when you're 60 being someone else. And no doubt. And, and, and that's the Good. thing. So be you, do you, and you don't even know who the heck you are before you get started. Like my first video, I, I should, I should send it to you. It's, it's the worst. I, would like, I, I can't, I can't even watch it. I literally have a billboard. I, I okay. So I bought a green screen. I bought a green oh, screen, man. had a green screen behind me. And I literally said, welcome to Jim Ryan I'm literally like a freaking salesman, like telemarketer crazy. Oh, like it's the worst. Man. And I literally green screened a billboard behind me with my website name. And it was just, just like, it's so bad. And like when, I, when it starts, I'm not there. And then I like pop in, I have no transition. It's Please the send worst. that to me. But like, it's it, it, dude, it's so bad. Like I, I, I it's not published anywhere. Like I, I, I like it's, it's that bad that I, that I don't do it. But, oh, but anyway, like, man. I think you just have to do it. I, I like, and, and, and I like had a cocktail before I did that one too. Like I, I had to get it out. I probably shot it like 10 times and it's a 30 second thing. Whereas like oh, now, man. like I legit, that's another thing too. mess up and don't re-record. Like that's like, 
I, I would give people that, that advice as well, because like yep. that, the best parts of a lot of my interviews are where I literally say something like completely wrong. Craig sewing. I, I literally introduced him. It was like the first word out of my mouth. This is Craig suing and, and it's sewing, but it looks like suing. And he's like, yeah, I'm Craig sewing. I've never sued anybody. And, and it, so it just ends up being kind of like a funny joke, but that's, is it you or is it the edited you? Is it you or is it, is, yeah. is it somebody different? So, and the right people are going to like it and the wrong people aren't. And 100%. We get who we want if we keep that perspective. So 100%. I want I want to ask you one final question. It's kind of putting you on the spot. Okay. So Before. you're gonna have to dig deep for this yes. because you've over your years of doing your podcast, like you've interviewed as high a profile people as exist in our industry, but you've also interviewed a lot of people that aren't high profile, and most people don't know who they are. 100%. So my question is. Of the people you've interviewed that no one knows, who was your favorite and why? That's really tough because I have a lot like, so, okay, I, I, I will answer this. And maybe we leave the word favorite out of it. Well, no, just there's, I already know who my answer is. But I am my podcast's biggest fan. I, and I say that with trying to be humble, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> but calling it out. I, I listen to my podcast. I've listened to several, a lot of episodes several times. Like, for instance, my episode with Roland, man, I love that conversation that I had with him. It, it, like, I've literally listened to it several times. Andy Andrews, yeah. New York Times bestselling author, listened to it several times. There's just so much gold in that. Steve Jacobson's it's 26 minutes. I've, 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 I've at least listened to it 20 times. Anyway, the, the one I've listened to the most that I, that I don't think anybody on here is going to listen to either because it's an hour 50, but a real estate agent, a friend of mine, his name's Corey Otto. He's a broker, has a successful business in um, Madison area, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. And he told me literally his suicide story. Wow. And it was the most powerful story. Like I could literally tell you his story. It was that powerful. Like I remember the details of it. And we went probably another 40 minutes on like my second to last question. Was there ever a time, Corey, you felt like giving up? Mm. And he told me the, like, like I was almost crying. It was just such a powerful story. Wow. It's an hour 50, you know, it, it, <laughs> if I, if I'm going to, by the way, if I'm ever going to do another podcast again, which I plan on, I am going to make them shorter, but like, I could never change my current podcast setup to be something shorter. I want the whole story. Sure. So I guess here, Coriato would be the person that nobody's probably, probably listened to this has ever heard of. I mean, real estate agent in Wisconsin. Well, you know? and I, I'm so glad that, that you said that because I think if we're not careful, I think a lot of people that teach people how to do social media, how to do a podcast. They love to teach based on what they think people want. Right. But if what they want isn't what you enjoy, you're not going to do it long term. Right. No. So, so somebody could tell you, bro, if you're not doing 40 minute or less podcasts, like you're not going to grow as fast. It, that That's not bad advice. 
but right. that also can rob you of what you love the most about how your podcast is unique and different. Like how many people told Joe Rogan, bro, you can't do four hour podcasts. Everybody probably. And I bet you there was not money, one person. And all of those people okay. added up. Right. Right. And so then all of a sudden here's a hundred million bucks. You so know? what I want people to understand guys that are listening to this is go put out content because you like it and don't get so caught up in, well, it only got 80 views. I guess I'm a loser because guess what? 80 transactions is a lot of transactions, right? Those build up over time. And so all of those 80 views all represent real human beings that buy houses, sell houses, have friends that do. And so you've got to let the, you, you've got to stop letting so many voices speak into your life that cause you to start doing all this crazy stuff because this is what the trends say instead of and, being true to you. And to capitalize on that, and I think you've said this before, it's that it, 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 people need us. Like they need us to say the things or to talk to the people or ask the person. You need to show up to have that impact on somebody's life. Yeah. I, I, I and I've had it happen. I know, I know you've had this. Um, but I had it happen one time. I had a guy reach out to me. He said, Jimmy, I, I listened to your interview with Steve Jacobson. I picked up the Bible and I, I, I bought a Charles Stanley daily Bible. I started reading it every day Love and it. it had a great impact on my life. I've had people say, Jimmy, this is the best interview I've ever done. Like, thank you for bringing this out of me. Yeah. I, it, 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 if it can help one person, what is your why? Why are you doing this? If you can help one person, it was worth it. Yep. And I think that that's, I think that's where we really need to take what we're doing. And it, it, it's not all about the vanity metrics. It's cool to say, Hey, I got 10,000 downloads or whatever it is, but like, honestly, you're not going to put that on your gravestone. <laughs> so also the beauty of what you just said is even though that statement's true, even if you help one person, the way our world works now, it's never going to be just one person. I know. That's right? the thing. It's going to be one after one, after one, after one, after one. And the beauty, guys, of creating content, whether it's directly through social or doing a podcast, right? Like you and I are literally like on the same number of episodes. Like I think we exactly both just released same. episode 88 this week. We both did 88. Yeah. And so for the rest of our lives, as long as one of us doesn't slack off, I know podcast will always be on the same episode. And so the beauty of it is, we're going to go meet people tomorrow that are going to go back and listen to episode number one. Right. Right. I, I've had and people so it do that. lives on I, forever. They have a long shelf life. That's, that's something that I wish I would have known right away. I not necessarily wish I would have known. It's been cool to find that out because I literally just talked to somebody on Monday that I was having a meeting with. They listened to my episode one and I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, really? You listened to that? Cool. Like, it, it, like my, my, my later episodes are a lot better. You know, you could, you could listen to those. Yeah. But like, I feel the same way, but they, but they, like, for instance, I got my, I, I sold cars when I was 19 years old and he's like, yeah, I used to sell cars too. I, without speaking a word already know this guy and have a relationship with him. Right. You, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, long shelf life there. And I, the other, this isn't necessarily social media related, but something that I think is cool is like, we're both going to end up having books that come out of the pot, right? Like your podcast put together and, and using a ghostwriter put onto pages, 
Like you already have a book inside of the 88 episodes that you've released. Bro, once I get to a hundred, so, okay. Like I, what I want to do is I want to put, this is everybody answering this question. This is everybody answering this question. And I mean, like, truly, I would have hours of content of just one question being answered. Right. But like, it's really cool to listen to how different people answer questions. Yeah, it is. And how, awesome. and how and how great it is. But yeah, brother, and, you're, and you're, I you're love, totally right. So so last thing, but and then we'll be done because we're going over. And I know it's okay. Kid, I, and I'm taking my kids to a movie. So bro, it's you more know about that them. I like long form. So. I know you do, but my kids are going to be like, uh, Dad, we're supposed to be going to light year right now. <laughs> uh, tell your friend to shut up. Right. That's right. what they're going to be saying. <laughs> so, uh. I had a last question and now I don't remember what it was. It was going to be so good. What'd you just say? This is this how, and see, I won't edit this out of the podcast either, bro. Th- no, I don't be, want you to I, let, let's do this first. You okay. tell everybody, how do they find you? How do they get in contact with you? So we can have all that in the show notes. And while you're talking about that, I'm going to hope I remember what I wanted to ask you. Sure. So I'm at Jimmy Ryan, uh, J I M I. I spell it a little weird. There's a story to it, a Rene Rodriguez story. Should I tell it? Yeah, I will tell it. I was looking for, for a it. time in my life. I was at a time in my life where I was making a big transition. And my good friend, Sam Parker, told me, Jimmy, you got to come to Amplify. There's an open spot. And I was like, dude, it's $6,000 to go. Open spot. I mean, like, it's kind of a lot of money. So I go, I meet Phil Treadwell, tells me to start a podcast, basically inspires me to. And generally, when I go to a meeting, you know how this is sometimes. It's just like, well... In mortgage, a lot of times I'm the top producer in the room or like, like who the heck are you? Like a type of a thing, not to like pound my chest. Like I'm some, whatever. I just totally pounded my chest. But when I go there, these, everybody there owns a freaking mortgage company and like, is like a real, like mega producer, like hundred million dollars. And here I am like, okay, $20 million producer. That's not really that big of a number. And, um, and I go there, tell my story and I suck. I was like the worst. I give my story and I go first. And there, there's like people there that have gone there several times and like, okay, Jimmy, go get them. You're going to do good. I'm sure it'd be great. And I literally give a sales pitch. Renee comes up to me and says, Jimmy, nothing you said about that is and nothing you said is unique or, or valuable in any way. And basically like sit down, worked on it, get it, gave a great story. Last day, gives a certificate. And he gives me, he says a little nice little thing. Here's your certificate. He gives it to me and it's spelled J-I-M-I. I've never spelled it that way before. And I'm like, and he gives it to me. Yeah, I think I, I saw you spell it this way some, somehow. And like, I thought he was just, I, I thought he actually did it on purpose. He literally had a typo. He, he, he misspelled <laughs> my name. He literally added another I at the end. But I was at a point in my life where I was just like, and you know how Amplify is. It's like a life-changing experience. And yeah. I was in a transition and I literally, I took, I, I took it. it. That's, that became my name. So Jimmy Ryan, J-I-M-I-R-Y-A-N. Um, if you search for it, you'll find me. I'm bald yeah. dude. Bald dude. Bald dudes unite. That's me. Get it done podcast. We'll Get it done podcast. In the show notes. Absolutely. We've, I, I'm confident if you're in the mortgage industry, I've interviewed somebody that you know, and, um, and I'd love to hear any feedback. If you learned something, if you've loved something, if you love somebody's particular story, I'd love to hear feedback. Well, bro. And, I, and, and now Kyle's going to remember the question. I still don't asked. remember my story, but your Renee story was the, was the right way to end this episode. That's probably why God let me forget it. Sounds um, good. Bro, man, I love you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for love adding you too, all this brother. value. And, uh, Man, I can't wait to hear the feedback that we get from people. For sure. Reach out. Please do. Guys, 
This has been another episode of the Social Media Mindset. You know I hate it, but please, 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 please go subscribe if you're not subscribed. Go leave a review if you haven't, because those reviews help more people get to see the show. Tap we'll the be back. Star. Tap we'll be the back. Yeah, star. you know, I always assume that I'm going to get that. So I don't even ask for it, but we'll be back <laughs> real soon with another cool person with an even cooler story. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow and reach out to my guest. Also, please consider sharing and leaving a review wherever you consume this content because this is the world we live in and your review online for others to see is invaluable for the success of this show. And remember, you're amazing. Talk to you soon.